truth and preservation of our soul shine I can feel it yours and mine close your eyes and witness it inside in your bones you will know trust and let go All Things in the Name of Love, Episode 12, What Makes a Great Relationship, with Arnold Smith and Michelle Falcone. Some people are blessed to have relationships that are strong enough to last a lifetime, and it's not attributed to chance or luck. It's because of the continuous commitment from both individuals and a true desire to want to spend time with one another. It's a radical concept. There is no single secret to make a relationship last because it involves many different aspects that depend on one another. Today, Arnold and Michelle, the co-creators of the Connection app, are here with me to discuss what makes a great relationship. Although Arnold has over 20 years of experience as a successful entrepreneur, speaker, writer, and consultant, his happy marriage and two daughters are his greatest source of pride. Michelle is a life and business coach and a proud mother and a divine feminine leader, thank you, on a mission to make a difference in the world. And they both reside in British Columbia, Canada. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Erica. We're so happy to be here with you. Thanks, Erica. Thanks for that great intro. We can attribute that to Jonathan. <laughs> Way to go, Jonathan. <laughs> he promised, he, he prefaced me. He's like, here, here's everything you need. I'm like, but, but I do the interviews. He's like, here, here are the questions. No, I. <laughs> feel free to put your own magic into it. Yeah, ask us anything. Yeah. We love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, like, what, what was the impetus for this? That's my first question. It's a really good question. You know, I, I guess I've always wanted to make a difference for people. You know, so I, when I was 19, I made a promise to myself that, damn it, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to live the life of my dreams. And mm. I spent about, you know, the rest of my life trying to figure out what that means and how to do that. <laughs> At some point in my mid-20s, I realized that actually helping other people to live what, you know, happier lives was actually what made my life more fulfilling. Mm. And the area of my life that I was always so, that always made me so happy, especially since I met my wife and we got married, and uh, was my relationship. And yet I saw uh, so many people when they say how it's going to say like, well, it's, it's okay. And I thought if I, could, if I could make a difference in that area, if I could somehow capture the joy that gets generated in my relationship and give that to other people, then that was, I would love to do that. So it's kind of been a, a lifelong dream, well, at least an adult dream of mine. Mm. I love it. Yes, and I have to say the same for myself, Erica. You know, from the time I was a young child, my life has always been very focused on relationships. So at a very young age, I just developed the awareness of the importance of connection and relationships in our lives and I have always made them priority. And therefore, 
you know, could really see the connection between my relationships being strong and healthy, leading to happiness and joy and success in my life. So I really, I'm, you know, very passionate and really believe that our relationships are our foundation to our well-being. Mm-hmm. You're here. Indeed. Mm. So how did you two connect and develop this incredible app? Michelle, why don't you take this one? Well, we first met at a, a, a local, we were a networking group. We, it was a networking group that the two of us were involved in. It was Arnold's idea, and he had a vision to uh, make the city that we live in, which is New Westminster, the most connected community, business community in the world. Connected and supportive. That's right. Yeah, connected and supportive. So Michelle was inspired by that vision and was like, yeah, let's let's make that happen. And it's kind of still in the works. But, you know, what I noticed about Michelle was that she just made stuff happen. Like she she came in like this, you know, people, okay, let's get, let's talk to people. Let's make the, and she just was a rock star. And I thought, wow, that is someone I want to be in business with. Yeah, I just saw it. It was just really clear to me that that this was something that was needed. So how long has this been up? So we launched in October of last year. Okay. And and then we promptly said, okay, we've had, we've got the couples app out there, but we had so many people say, well, what if I'm not, uh, what if I'm not in a relationship? So then we, we promptly built another app. And so now we have two apps, and one's the Connection app, and the Connection app for couples is the other. And so one is designed for you to connect with everyone in your life, your friends, your family, your coworkers. And the Connection app for couples has some really specific features for couples. And so the Connection habits are the same for both, but the, uh, the language or you know, the mm-hmm. tips are obviously a, a change for each one. Yeah, the programs within them. Are different when because the the connection app for couples the um, programs are more focused towards your intimate relationships where the connection app the focus is the connection with yourself and all Mm. Mm -hmm. yes the relationship with yourself is the most important relationship you will ever have starts with you indeed (laughs) because wherever you go there you are Oh, yeah, it's so true. And, 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 and the whole process of uncovering who you are past the limiting beliefs, past the traumas, past the, whatever it is into that core Mm -hmm. of who you are is something a lot of people don't do. Absolutely. You know, I, when you talk about that, I mean, the whole premise or the why we built the apps, we want to make a difference in relationships, but we wanted to actually build a platform that really helps people to change. Mm. You know, what I noticed in the world was that information is now basically free. If you want to learn how to do something, if you want a seven-step process for 
uh, you know, it's at Google away. You know, you, there's lots of free webinars where experts are giving away their information. If you want to learn how you can, the issue is often not that we don't know how, but it's we know how and we don't do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so our, our, our platform is all designed to make an impact on that problem for relationships. So how can we encourage people to do the things they know to do, but forget to do? So that's kind of the premise and make it fun was a big part of, uh, you know, if, if it's horrible, no one wants to do it. You know, like, I'm just going to work more because I've worked for 10 hours. I'm going to come home and work more. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, go work on your relationships. Like, oh, I just worked for 10 hours. Like, go play <laughs> yes. in your relationship. Yeah. You know, it's way more exciting. Fun and simple. And, and it's designed specifically to support people in taking the action. So it's not like you're going onto the connection app and just spending more time on your device and mm-hmm. reading a bunch of information and mm-hmm. getting lost, doing this, doing that. It actually prompts you to take action and connect face to face with with your partner or with another human, depending which app you're you're using. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what makes us, you know, our, the connection app unique is that. It is very action orientated. We've really focused on the action piece mm-hmm. so that you can integrate the connection habits into your daily life. Because without the action, the the change will not happen. Well, that ties into um, a little of what I do with a podcast is I have an action item at the end of each week mm-hmm. because I want to see I want people to step more into who they really are. Right, and. You know, I love your app. I think it's just a blast. Um, my poor partner, I, I open it up in the morning. I don't turn my phone on until my, I do my morning spiritual practices, but then I open the app and then I, I read it and I say, okay, so today's spark is, and he looks at me, he's like, okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. Like everything you have is fun. And it can be big, it can be small, you can make it as big as you want, or as small as you have to, you know, it, it depending on the day. But it's that, that interaction, that's atypical to break up the mundane. Mm-hmm. And that's so Sorry. Oh, that's just that's just such a beautiful gift that you're offering, because so many people fall into the routine. Oh, no question. And I got to share this little secret with your husband, okay? So, because when I originally did the research for this, uh, it was going to be mm-hmm. for a book called Men Mastering Marriage. Ooh. And the, the idea behind it is guys are action-oriented, mm-hmm. right? Like, we just, tell, just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to have, like, what are the actions that are proven by science to generate positivity and connection? And I thought... If I just give these guys a checklist, then they can go through and check, check. Okay, did that. And, you know, so the the whole idea. Now, of course, you know, everybody's attracted to relationships and wants to have a great relationship. But sometimes guys miss, I don't want to work on my relationship. Why do I have to do that? So, but it's going to be one of the easiest things that he ever does if he really jumps in. Because it is just. That was the whole goal. How do we break it down mm-hmm. to the smallest possible step? So no matter who you are, it's easy to do. And and is he is he aware of the points that he can collect? 
at the moment, no. Have you seen that yet? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I've just found from our feedback that that actually is a really fun part of the app. A lot, you know, I, I, I don't want to generalize, but it seems to be a lot of the guys really like the points and collecting the points and, and then also knowing that they have a chance to win prizes. Because we do have quarterly. I like the prizes of going back up to BC. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you get to choose. Right now, the prizes are are not locked in. So if you win one of them, you can make that your trip. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, gee, I mean, that's and that's just a, a that's such a cool perk of just like, hey, I'm fixing my relationship or enhancing the relationship, whatever it is, and I have a chance to go somewhere. That's pretty amazing. Well, and you know, one of the best ways from the habit perspective or habit research, one of the best ways to create a new habit is actually just to rate and track your practice daily. Mm-hmm. But that's so boring. Oh my God, it's awful. <laughs> and you want to do that. Oh, I'm going to write, oh, I forgot there, it again. Oh, whatever. There had to be a reward link. To so it. we're like, hey, what if we, what if we like every time you do that, you get an entry to win a prize. And then of course, as we grow and we get more partners, the prizes will grow. Uh, that's all happening. But right now, we just do a $500 dream date every month and a $2,500 vacation every quarter. So um, That's amazing. You know, and, yeah. And, you know, like the, the other secret, just don't tell anybody about this. Okay, Erica? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, it, it's, you know, if, you, if you're one of the few who really commits and does that rating the whole week, you're going to get you're way ahead of the game because we don't get that many. Like this is the best chance you have to win prizes. Oh, cool. Ever. Like, not like 1,000 entries, not nowhere close to that. So oh, I'm, I'm you, doing it daily. You got to jump in. Oh, yeah. I'm totally doing it daily. And, and I'll even make a comment because I'm committed to it. Nice. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And, and he'll, he'll just look at me like, okay. <laughs> Cause he's, he's doing awesome. crazy things. So he's like, all right, we'll just do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the odds are really good for winning those prizes. Right nice. Now. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, I'm going to look at some of the questions that Jonathan gave me because I just think, okay, um, oh, all right, here, what? Not a Jonathan question. Um, where do you find the inspiration for the challenges, the daily challenges, like the sparks? So there's kind of two things. I mean, all the sparks are really based on the connection habits. Um, the information uh, was just something uh, that over years we've been collecting, uh, you know, the best tips and research we could find. So, uh, you know, we would start with oftentimes it would start with reading an article that would link the research. Mm-hmm. And so when we got to the tips, it was like, what are the tips that are most supported, that have the, the, the biggest backing? Lots of people have opinions about work, about what works in relationships. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to have, uh, I, we really wanted to make sure that all of our tips had that basis in like really well-researched. There was not like, oh, you know what? My cousin's uh, sister's friend, Joe, said, <laughs> try this and you should do that because she has a great relationship. Right. I just. You know, I want to be like 30 years of research has proven that, you know, yeah. for example, according to 40 years of observation uh, in, in, the, in the Love Lab at the Gottman Institute, the best way 
to get out of an argument or to escape from an argument is to take some responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter, like, listen, I was bad timing. Like, if you can find even the smallest thing to take responsibility for, then it, it's a little pressure valve that, that just allows the, the tension to release. And that is the absolute best way to get out of an argument or prevent the argument from getting deeper. So that like tips like that. That's beautiful. And it's so true a, because if you take ownership of your, your participation in it, cause it's, you know, you clearly had participation in it and apologize. It takes the wind out of the sails. Absolutely. Yes. And then based on all of these tips that were, you know, taken from years of research, then we tested, we tested the app and we had many couples go through to see if these tips were actually effective within their relationship. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it's so you, you put a lot of effort into yes, this. Yes, we have. Yes, years. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think the original idea came in 2006 wow. when uh, I, it was a project I called The Honeymoon Project. And again, it was directed towards guys. I was like, guys, come on, we can do this. Let's create that honeymoon feeling. And I was like, you know, young and, uh, and I just, younger anyway. <laughs> and uh, and I, I just, I, I was, I, I failed miserably. Essentially, I had like 10 guys do like four things. It was good for my relationship because I just gotten married, but um, uh, but the idea never went away, and you know really has been percolating all these all these years. Yes, it's developed into this remarkable concept, mm-hmm. and now we've developed these two fabulous apps. And the the connection app is, you know, a much stronger focus on connecting with yourself mm-hmm. and really, you know, nurturing that relationship with yourself and then moving onward to the other relationships in your life. So it's very powerful in the workplace as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's, that's a that's a hotbed of victimization, I would say. It has been. Oh, yes, most definitely. And, uh... Yes, and then people need support working through that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, a really simple way of doing that is, is, you know, practicing the connection app because it's right on your phone, really easy to get to the act, you know, the access is right there mm-hmm. and you, and it prompts you right away. You know, you're on there, it prompts you to take action, to actually practice one of the habits with another person. And it really does not take much time at all to turn things around. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's instantaneous, really. Uh, I mean, all of the, I mean, the way people work, the way our brains work is we don't hold on to two things at the same time. We're not, we can't, multitasking is a myth. We mm-hmm. actually just switch back and forth between two thoughts really fast. Some people are better at that than others. I mean, there are some, you know, there's been a few remarkable geniuses who are able to hold on to two thoughts at the same time. But for like, you know, the vast majority of the population, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. And people are stressed. I mean, mm. it's and you can't you can't have a stressful thought and a loving thought in your mind at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
And so when you're usually people are, are, are in their heads and they're thinking about what they need to do, they're analyzing what went wrong, they're wondering why that person said that thing or why that bus driver looked at them that way. And they're just in this kind of constant chatter, which is actually in your sympathetic nervous system. You're actually in your stress response mm -hmm. when you're in that kind of mental chatter. But as soon as you say, what was successful about my day? Instantly, you, you, you stop that response and you begin to tap into your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the one that keeps you healthy. Mm -hmm. Your brain patterns change. And so instantly you go into a, a non-stress response. Now, for a lot of us, as soon as that thought's over, you go right back into it. <laughs> but that's why you got to develop that habit. Right. You know, and if you don't, then, you know, I, just brace yourself here. Six out of the seven leading causes of death are because of stress, are all linked to stress. So it's not, it's not just about, oh, let's make things a little bit happier or let's, um, let's, let's just, you know, like it's not about mental well-being. Mm -hmm. It literally is about physical well-being. Absolutely. Yeah. I started a practice Wednesday. I finished editing something and then I stopped because editing is, is a tedious process. Yeah. I, I don't care if I've done it nine years. It's still, it's tedious. And so I got up and I did something that brought me joy. I danced, I sang, I painted for a half hour. And then I was in a good mood. Because I physically removed myself from the stress and gave myself an opportunity to experience joy. Beautiful. Yes. And now it's like I have to do that every day. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, the other thing is, like, we think that when we're at work or in our lives that that's, that's actually counterproductive. Like, that's going to make us less productive. But, you know, like, the work that Sean Aker did with around the happiness advantage and really understanding the... When you are in that joy state, when you're in that happy state, you actually are more productive. Your, your brain literally works better mm -hmm. and you're more creative and you have more capacity. So we think that taking the time to create joy in our lives is actually, well, that's, that's if, you don't, if you're not serious about getting work done. Mm -hmm. When in the reality is if when you do that, you actually get more done mm -hmm. and you're way more effective. Oh, just way more productive. Yeah, when people are happy and connected and just in that that positive state, mm -hmm. it's such a difference. Yeah, it it really does. The thing is, though, the thing is, though, is that um, you know we all need support with this because as life happens and we're in our daily routines, we are so um, focused and distracted from our relationships. You know, we really are in our heads trying to keep up with our to-do lists and get everything done so that, you know, we, because of that, we are so focused on that, we are not connecting with the people around us. So again, the connection app is this support system that reminds you to stop mm -hmm. and connect with the people around you, which then generates the positive feelings that make you more productive. Mm -hmm. But without it, it's just really easy. We all we all are aware that it's really easy to just stay where you're at. Mm -hmm. It sure is, because you get 
it's so easy to stick to routine. What is it? Uh, I'd rather bear those ills we have than flee to those we know not of. Mm. So comfortable. It's comfortable yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because change. Oh, my gosh, change. Ah, scary. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's biological. That's just the way our brains work because we, I mean, basically the way our brains work is anything new is a threat until proven otherwise. You know, yeah. I always use the example like so your your boyfriend starts bringing you flowers every day. Your instant reaction is like, finally, he's got it. It's like, OK, what have you done? You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, well, wait, why is this? What's going on? Like there's suspicion first. And that is right. not, and don't beat yourself up for that, people out there in the world who are listening. That's just an automatic response. And mm-hmm. I think this is the piece that um, I, you know, for everybody out there listening, you have to understand that the vast majority of what you do every day is actually just a habit that you learn. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can beat yourself up for um, reacting a certain way or for being a certain way in your life, but. The most of what we do is just habit-based, but we don't relate to it like that. We relate to our actions as who we are. We think that we are the programming instead of the programmer. Mm, so true. And, and so, you know, it's just your programming. You got to give yourself a break out there and just understand that it is a, it is a process to change that programming. But if you if you commit to it, if you see yourself as the programmer, you really can change anything you want. So true. You just have to be aware of the programs that are running. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely, because it's all under our level of awareness until it isn't, mm-hmm. until you make it not that way. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just on autopilot. The, the self-awareness piece is key. And again, the connection app supports with that because it brings you, you know, from your head to, to your heart so that you're present. Mm-hmm. You're actually present with what is instead of running on autopilot from your mind. Yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a tough switch for us. Oh, it truly is. Mm-hmm. But we're all capable of it. We just have to practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's tot- like my, my meditation. Um, if I skip two days, uh, Stephen will actually say to me, you haven't meditated. I'm like, oh, is that obvious? Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear you. I relate to that very much so. After day of meditation, I can really feel the difference. And just the way yeah. I show up, I'm not near as present and grounded. Yeah. Well, and one of the worst things about our society is that nothing's going to kill us. You know, and the reason yeah. I say that is because you can go through your entire day and there's really nothing threatening. I mean, yeah, I'm sure driving in traffic sometimes can be threatening depending on where you live. But even that, it's you're so it's so automated now that you go through your day and there's nothing that's going to kill you. So you don't have to wake up. You know, uh, you know, 100,000 years ago, you're out there in the wild. If you're sleeping, you're gone. But you're dead. Uh, whereas today you can sleepwalk for weeks or months in your life. And never wake up because there's nothing that really jolts you out of that. And so that's the, the beauty. That's why the mindfulness movement is so important right now. Mm-hmm. Just taking that moment to actually hear the brain chatter and taking a moment to shut it down so you can actually 
really connect with not the the programming but the program with who you are and what you mm-hmm. want. And I love that you're using a tool that people use to tune out to turn to tune in. <laughs> well, we're meeting people where they're at. Yeah. You know, we there was a lot of thought and research behind that. Technology is not going anywhere. And it's actually nope. brought a lot of greatness to our world. We're more connected mm-hmm. than we've ever been in many ways, right? Right. So, and, you know, both Arnold and I really applaud that. That being said, what's, what the problem is, is the human behavior. Mm-hmm. The human behavior around it, what it's done is it's exposed our, you know, just our need and desire for instant gratification. Mm-hmm. It's exposed our desire to be distracted from self. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's exposed our desire, I think, really for escapism. Yeah. yeah. And but- so, you know, we're, we just see that we want to help people use their technology in positive ways. And we're meeting people where they're at, you know. Yeah. That's where we are. Right. And it's developing the healthy habits so that you can use your technology in a positive way and that it's not keeping you from interacting with other people. That's a very, very good thing. (laughs) Mm, Thank you. Yeah, we believe so. (laughs) Well, we believe it's needed. It is. It totally is because I'll, I'll walk down. We leave our phones at home when we walk to the gym. Yeah. Good for you. Well, because I, I don't want to be distracted when I'm lifting weights or using a Pilates machine or swimming, for crying out loud, with something that's going to keep me from focusing on my body. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm lifting weights, I really need to pay attention. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I would think anyways, but I see people walking around in the gym with, and it's not a judgment. It's like a wow. Mm-hmm. Well, is it that important? Well, what it is, again, so, um, you know, what I was saying with that technology has exposed the human behavior of our needs. Another behavior that it's exposed is our fear of missing out. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, people are so fearful of missing out. So they just are, you know, addicted to looking all the time to make sure they're not missing something. And And again, it's not the technology's fault it's our human behavior that needs to change right what and you know the the technology like the companies who build it understand now they want people obviously to engage with their products i mean that's you build it and if you don't build it so that it works the way people work they're not going to use it right but because we know so much now about how people work you know we can technology can now be used to kind of manipulate us to really get us addicted the Pavlovian response, you know, that need, seeing that, you know, uh, creating an open loop, you see that, you know, that little button on your phone saying one, two, three messages. It like the way people work is we want our brains need completion. Mm-hmm. And when we see that picture, then instantly we get a little dopamine release. We get a little, little excitement and it gives us the reward we want. And then we flip through and every single picture we see on, on uh, social media or a little note gives us that little bit of reward. And it is as addictive as the most potent drugs. Mm -hmm. And that's just the reality. 
you know, and so uh, obviously we try and use some of those same tactics, but instead of distracting you from what's important, we're trying to undistract you from what's yeah. important. We want you, mm -hmm. we, we're trying to use those, use technology to help you focus on what's important instead of focus on, focusing on what's not important. Right? Mm -hmm. Which is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Because it's 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 a hard thing. I mean, I I I was a news junkie. I mean, I'm a cultural historian, so I got this background in studying, studying and research, and that's been fun to try to shut down in my meditations. And I know that one. <laughs> and so three years ago, three years ago, I took a vow of peace, and I I read action books and I watched, you know, all this media and it was all violence. And I decided that vow of peace, because I didn't know what that meant. For me, it meant divesting myself of violence. I didn't know what to read for six months. I bet. Wow. Because it was just like, okay, I've just taken out my favorite authors. I've taken out my favorite movies. I've taken out my favorite singers. What the hell did I do to myself? And as a result of that, I mean, many, many, many things have changed in my life as a result of that. But one of the things is I don't have a news feed for anything mainstream anymore. Like, I have no idea, happily, what's going on with the government right now, what's going on with what mainstream media wants me to get excited about, because I don't have, I choose not to have access to that. Wow. Good for you. Hey, I, may I ask a favor? Do you have a, like a reading list or a what what sources you do follow cuz that's Oh yeah. Totally. Um so um the ones I subscribe to are the Good New the Good News Network. Uh-huh. Which only posts amazing stories of amazing people doing amazing things. Uplift TV. Mhm. Mm Gaia those are the, and Hay House has so many authors, I don't think I'd ever read all of them. Mm. Those are the ones that are popping in right now. Awesome. Um, because they're focused on self-improvement, self-awareness, self-care, mm -hmm. and celebrating the human existence. It's not about, okay, let's see another bombing. But if there is a bombing, let's see what Jakina in New Zealand did to bring community together in a torn society like mm. that's the good news it's like how how do we bring the joy out of the the sadness right because they're always both there right right yeah and, mm. and as an historian it's it's, it's kind of hard because like i actually ran for state senate in maine in uh, 1998 and so getting removed from politics in the united states has been quite a fascinating thing because I can just be compassionate now. Mm. I'm not judging the beings that are leading our country. And I'm actually really sinking into seeing the hurt and finding the compassion within because all when I, when I remove my emotions from it, I see a lot of hurt. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pain and suffering happening. Yeah. And it's like, so how do I show up to heal? How do I show up? I have to show up with kindness. I have to show up with compassion. I have to step myself up 
and not get sucked into the artificial drama created by the media because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Because it's drama. Right, it's drama. And if we're all connected, I have to show up in a higher vibration to help others heal. Mm-hmm. I can't keep bringing this down. We're already down. We need to go up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I just, I want to acknowledge you yeah. for, for making you. these choices and putting yourself first. Thank That's you. Amazing. And taking responsibility for your life, right? Yeah. Um, it's... You know, and, and just having, because it's the self-awareness, Erica, that you have the awareness that you have the choice what mm-hmm. you feed your mind. Yeah. So you're choosing to only feed your mind healthy, positive information. Right. Because we, we all have that choice. And, and, you know, I see my mom, she loves the news and she mm. calls me all the time with all these things. I'm like, okay, mom, that's not really, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's a generational thing. My mom does the exact same thing. <laughs> it's mad at me. It's like, I can't, I just don't, you know, how, how am I going to fix that? Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's a mindset. So it's amazing yeah. that you have found it in yourself to rise above it and to see it's that so you want to be the change, you know, the change that you want to see in the world mm. and make a yeah. difference. It's fabulous. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. That's it's it's been a it's been a journey for sure. Yeah. And and it is for all of us. What I do see though is more and more people are awakening to this. Mm-hmm. What well, and well, I mean I think that's why I was called to do this podcast. Pardon me? I, I said that's why I was called to do this podcast. Right. Well, thank you. Uh, and I think that, you know, really one of the things that we believe is that if the world is going to solve the, the challenges, it really does start with working together. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, so I, having a strong family unit, unit allows for a strong community. You know, having individuals mm-hmm. who are, can be less stressed, less anxiety, less depression, less anger. You know, if we can mm-hmm. limit those things, we're more likely to work together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the only way we're solving any of these major issues is not in isolation, but together. Yeah. And yeah. so this connection, this human connection piece, you know, wait, that's kind of a, a you know, a, a behind the scenes dream of ours, mm-hmm. you know, that can we make a difference in that area? Well, and you can, because you're bringing the, you're bringing it down to the individual, which, which is where it has to start. Exactly. It is where it has to start. Yeah, if each individual just does their part, everything changes. Right. Right. And it's just so beautiful that you're you've combined all this amazing research into this dopamine filled app. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to create change. The secret, I Erica. Give, I have to give Arnold the credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that is I, really beautiful. Soulful place. Mm. Yes, but you know, the two together are are magical. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the strength. Mm-hmm. There are differences. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Such a such an important thing. 
So, you know, what I see is that it's all about people shifting their priorities, mm-hmm. moved so far away from the basics. And we've really learned as a North American culture, I mean, there's it's all over the world, yeah. but I think that North America is the leading force mm-hmm. of capitalism and materialism and these things that we think are are filling our cups and making us happy. And don't get me wrong, you know, I like nice things. I like to live a great life and have vacations and do different things. However, our relationships, our connection with ourselves and our connection with others is what's most important. We can't be putting that completely on the back burner and just focusing on our achievements and living this very imbalanced life, right? Mm-hmm. It becomes so imbalanced. Yeah. Well, and, you know, just people are busy. You know, like, what, mm-hmm. how, if you ask people, how are you? They say, oh, I'm, I'm busy. And I thought, well, how busy are we? So, you know, it doesn't take much research to figure out, like, statistically, how busy are we? If you take how much time we spend on our phones and social media, mm-hmm. how much time we spend watching TV, how much time we spend working, and how much time we spend even, even on entertainment, you get to like 146 hours a week. Wow. But if you only sleep six hours a day, that leaves 126 waking hours. So statistically, before we spend any time working on our relationships, we're already too busy. Mm. And so it's no wonder um, that, we, that our relationships start to suffer. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, right. and so, you know, for when we came at this, it's like, got this great program like yeah sure nobody needs more to do mm-hmm. you know like i could we could have complex programs i just saw over and over again people fail you know the the failure rate or the completion rate for online courses is like 10 percent. and so <sighs> people want to improve their lives but they just even even courses they pay thousands of dollars for they don't complete them because it's so hard to incorporate something big and new into our lives. Mm-hmm. And so like everything, so I had to, I wanted to find a solution that has to integrate into what you're already doing. And if it doesn't do that, your, your chances of our success are so low, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and that's, you know, the whole goal was like those little moments. It's like a minute, it's a 30 seconds here. It's two minutes there. Mm-hmm. It's, it has to be that way. Yeah, it does. And it's, it's just, you know, I, 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 I haven't had cable since 1998. You're like becoming my hero here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was, it came out of um, a test in my former relationship with my ex to see if we could have a relationship without television. Ah. (laughs) With your ex. And we couldn't. Yeah. My ex. Oh my goodness. And. And then I went to grad school and I was like, if I get cable now, I'm not going to finish because it was a lot of reading. Right. And then I, I got with my current partner and he didn't have cable. And I was like, well, why do we need it? So we just, I mean, we have DVDs, but we don't, 
we just don't watch television and we even have like digital rabbit ears and we'll watch football every once in a while when the season's on because his dad played football. But even then we can't even sit through a whole game because it's just, it doesn't resonate with us anymore. And so as a, as this background, as a cultural historian, I have no idea what's going on in my own culture because I'm not paying attention to the medium that produces it. Mm. So I have to create my own culture. Right. Mm-hmm. It sounds lovely, really. <laughs> it can be, but even that, you know, even I say that because even without that big chunk of my life being taken away from me, I still struggle with trying to get everything I want to get done. And this is with me meditating. It's with me grounding. It's with me saging my space. Or like, I still feel like I could have more quiet time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the empathy I have for people who don't have this luxury of of choice, well, everybody has a luxury of choice, but like they haven't committed to that luxury of not having cable. Yes, for saying that because it's about commitment, mm. right? Because we all yeah, it's, about, it's a hard it, yeah, it's a hard choice. It's changing our habits, and and usually something has to happen with a big enough motivation to change that habit, right? So Mm -hmm. what I heard from you is that you realized that, you know, there was a lot of reading that you had to do. And so school, it really mattered to you to do Mm -hmm. well in school. So that motivated you to let go of watching TV so that you could create the space to um, excel in school, Mm -hmm. right? So that's, yeah. that's always the way it works. Something has to come along with a greater motivation that our, our needs are being met at a greater level. Mm-hmm. And then and then we will let go of it. I let go of TV about 15 years ago myself. Or actually, nice. I guess it's almost 20 now. Holy awesome. gosh. I can't believe time. Couldn't be. What, when you yeah. were five? <laughs> yeah and you know if somebody would have told me that when I was younger my gosh I would have thought they were crazy but the Mm -hmm. motivation for me was to be able to spend more time with my children so I see that if um, I had taken on a lot I had started my first business and I could see clearly that I had to make more space somewhere Mm -hmm. and cutting out tv gave me that space yeah. And I, and it was really the motivation to spend more time with my children. So and that that's what it took for me. It had to be yeah. something, right? Otherwise, you know, and and now I'm like you. I don't miss it's been years. I can't even imagine watching TV now. It's just I don't even know where I'd fit it in. Well, what's interesting is when we were watching um football games, uh they'd have you know, the promos for the shows. Mhm. And one day we're flipping channels, waiting for the the football game to show on. And they had a murder she wrote back in the 80s or 90s, I think it was. And it had this viewer discretion. And it was like a whole, like, 30-second, slowly spoken, you know, there are some adult scenes involved. And viewer discretion is, like, it was like this slow process. And then I saw the current promos and the degree of violence in current network shows, mm. I'd have to. Le- I had to leave the room. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is unnecessary. This is just keeping us in fear. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, when you remove yourself from it, you really see it clearly, don't you? Mm. 
because you're no longer desensitized. Right. So it's oh no desensitization anymore. Yeah. Uh, and and that's what happens. You become so present to it that you can, you know, it just becomes absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Didn't really fully appreciate how um, how violent our at least American society has become over the past twenty years. It's a lot to do with our disconnect as well. We just. Uh, yeah. Arnold and I yesterday were just reading an article. Um, Arnold posted it around loneliness and anger. And so now what's showing up? So we've been in this crisis of loneliness for quite some time now mm-hmm. due to the, the disconnect. And now it's re- the research is showing that anger is really mm-hmm. showing up. The increase in anger and the um, decline in empathy. It was like 48%. Yeah, since the 1970s. From 1978 to 2009, it was a decline in empathy of 48%, according to the Financial Times of Zurich, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I know. And I mean, isn't that's extremely concerning. I just think, like, what in the world does a society look like of people that are lacking empathy? Like, what does that mean? Um, you got to turn you know? on the TV to find out. Well. Come down to Portland and see the homeless situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've I've had the strange experience. I, I was um, walking dogs part-time for a few months. And in two instances, I had dogs walk up to homeless people and stop. And I felt like they were guiding me. And then I was able to feel the soul of the homeless person as opposed to seeing the homeless person and have a human conversation with them about their soul and how to heal themselves that I wouldn't have had without the dog because the dog's kind of a protection and it's also a gateway for, for breaking down the barriers of the artificial constructs we have. Mm -hmm. Animals and And Oh man, animals are amazing, mm-hmm. and especially dogs and and children. So, mm-hmm. being able to see through that illusion of of the hierarchical society that I any society lives in with with homeless people, and seeing the person, mm-hmm. seeing the soul, yeah, like that's the like that's what I feel as part of what I have to do is just see past that illusion that we're creating because we're disconnecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, you know, one of the, one of the connection habits is giving your full attention. And mm-hmm. um, we, uh, I got that from, I was at a, a TEDx conference and there was a, a, a man who uh, was born deaf and he was doing a TED talk on how to listen. And I'm trying to remember Stephen something rather. Anyway, he, he defined, uh, so he was upset because when people were communicating with him, he read lips, but they would be looking all over the place. And so he couldn't talk to them because they were like, just look at me. And so he said, when you talk, you listen with your eyes, your ears, and your heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it goes much deeper than that. And you just kind of had that sentiment when you take a moment to really stop. Mm-hmm. And of course, dogs do that. 
dogs aren't distracted in there. They're, they're, you, they, they, they see the whole person. Well, they're present. They're present. Animals are so present. That's what makes them so amazing. Yeah. Right? And, and when you do that, you actually get, you, you actually create a, a, a positive physiological response in the person. They feel listened to. And you get to sense not just what the words they're saying, but how they're feeling emotionally or, and who they are. Like there's so much information that we miss in our communication because we're slightly distracted. We're not really being with them. We're not really present in that moment. And you mm -hmm. think about that, the how many times you interact with people you care about where you're not giving them all of your attention mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and how much you're robbing of not only yourself, but the other person. Because when you do that, you really do have a moment to, to breathe. You actually, it, it has, you start to, your energy starts to connect. Both of you start to go into a, a, a more calmer state just mm -hmm. by really being with the person and really giving them all your attention. Yeah, just being, being together. You know, going again, like I was saying earlier, from your head to your heart. Yeah. You know, your mm -hmm. head to your heart. But we are conditioned in our culture to spend most of the time in our heads. And, you yeah. know, it's really become an addiction. It is. <laughs> to be in our heads. And yet it's in our hearts where we feel the most joy and love and contentment and all those good, positive feelings, mm -hmm. you know, that keep us healthy and well. Indeed. Yeah. And and it really is from that joy where you get the power to actually take action. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to be in a de in a depressed, angry or stressed state and be like, "No, I'm going to change everything." You know, it's <laughs> it just it just doesn't work that way. You're just like, "I just want to sit on the couch and just escape." Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, can you can you tell a story about what you're what you're you're having a conversation with your daughter? Yesterday, oh, just that? the other day, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. This is I, this blew me away. I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, I, I, if, yeah. So my daughter, great. she's eighteen. She's graduating this year, and she was listening to something um, on a podcast around politicians talking about um, the environment, and and there's a lot going on right now in the media, Erica. And I'm I'm not sure if you're aware. Um, I see snippets. I just try to ignore most of it. Yeah. But but there's a big focus with youth stepping up. Mm -hmm. Protecting the planet and the environmental issues that are going on, and and I I just want to applaud the youth that are doing this because I really do believe it's our children that are going to change the world. You can do it. Yeah, amazing. And however, they need strong adults mm -hmm. and leaders around, supporting them and encouraging them to do so. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, this this conversation was absolutely mind-blowing to me that with my daughter after she was listening to this podcast she says to me you know they're talking mom they're talking about how they can't change the way they're doing things because it will negatively affect our economy and people will have you know all these money problems and blah 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 and she says to me but if we don't have an earth the economy is not going to matter. Uh -huh. So I'm confused with the decision making. Like, doesn't the earth come first? Mm. And so then this led to, you know, a deeper conversation that I, you know, was sharing with her that people are just so distracted. They're, they're so unconscious. You know, that's the problem is that mm -hmm. we are not living consciously. We are so 
stuck on autopilot and just trying to, you know, accomplish these things that we think we're supposed to be doing yeah. and not being conscious to what's what, you know, to what's really going on. And so, you know, I, we were talking about this, the, the lack of consciousness. And, mm. and then, so I asked her, I said, why, why do you think, because then she says to me, yeah, people just want to escape. You know, people just want to escape their, their, you know, in their, in her generation is what she was speaking about specifically. They're on their devices on all the time. They're binging on Netflix. You know, they're just in this full on escapism. And so then I asked her, why do you think that is? And she said, because it's too painful to be in reality. It's too painful to be with what is. Mm. Doesn't that just break your heart? That is so sad. Yeah, our youth, you know? So, you know, for me, like, I feel so much compassion for this planet. It's ridiculous. I, I co-manage a garden with Stephen, and every, I've had a winter solstice and a spring equinox ritual up there. I've blessed the lands because I feel like I have to. Mm. And I have three TerraCycle boxes. So I'm recycling plastics and plastic caps. And like, I'm choosing conscious uh, companies that actually give back. Uh, there's a company, I'm not sure where in Canada they're located, but it's called 10 tree and they plant 10 trees every time I buy something. Wow. And it's it's mostly apparel, and it's like I can't buy anything anymore that is going to have a negative impact on the on the world because I just that's where I'm at because it's like oh my gosh I have a responsibility personally I have to take that level of responsibility that anything I purchase I have to be conscious of what it, how is it going to impact the environment how is it going to impact the world how am I affecting others with how I show up. Wow. Because that's the only way I can do it. And just imagine, Erica, if everybody was living that way. That's the revolution. That is the revolution. That's the only way we're going to make change happen. Right. Because it can't happen with me telling anyone. But if I share what I know and somebody feels inspired, which is what the action items are, um, then I'm having some sort of an impact. Yes. Oh, you are. You're inspiring many. You are. Trust Thank you. That. You really are. I know. I know. At times, it feels like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? But you're. You know. You're in touch with your purpose, and you. You have evolved to a place that you really see it clearly, and the world needs people like you. Thank you. It needs people like you because it's showing you are actually modeling what's possible to others. Thank you. Mm, you're welcome. Mm, I'm just soaking that in for a minute. Mm, thank you. <sighs> mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad you're breathing that in. I am. I am. That just feels so beautiful. Thank you. Like, you know, even, even just in, in what you just did, Erica, is, is such leadership. How often in our society do we just have something successful or positive happen and step right over it or, or step on it? Yeah, it wasn't successful. You know, uh, 
I, I mean, not to keep bringing it back to the app, but one of the other connection habits is sharing a success and celebrating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like in our society, it's just, well, I, well, I asked a, a group I was working with the other day is what, why don't we do this? And, you know, like, what is that? Look, what do you, what is another name for doing that? And someone said bragging. Mm. Like, yeah. So, and is that good? No, it's bad. And so what we've learned is that talking about what, what, what our success is, is, you know, we just step over that and we just talk about our challenges that we're facing because that's the polite thing to do. Maybe it's, I don't know if it's the same everywhere in the United States, but certainly, yes. you know, it's like, it's, you, it's not okay to brag. Mm, no. And so, but in our relationships, then we're just always focused. Our conversations often just revolve around what either logistics, what we need to do or what isn't going right. Yeah, mm-hmm. focused on the negative, which is lower vibration, right? Right, it's not helping our world in any way. It's just no, it's not. I mean, that lower vibration energy. And I, I just, I love. It's one of my favorite habits to go to to um, really elevate the our connection. You know, like you just imagine we're driving along in the car, and my wife's sitting beside me, and it's just, nothing's wrong, but we're just all kind of in our in our own space, you know. Mm-hmm. And just to just the question, hey, what was what? Tell me something good that happened to you today. Mm. And the reaction is almost always, okay. Well, I guess this happened, but you can just see the the transition (laughs) from like I'm in my head and just beating myself up or kind of trying to figure something out to oh, Mm. and like this lightness happens, and then you know, and then we just the conversation can flow. But it's amazing how easy it is, but just to reach for that and just yeah. one little one little mm-hmm. thing shifts. You know, it's a, it's an instant connection moment. Mm-hmm. Well, it is the, because it is the norm for our human nature to be to look for the negative. Right. So it's just practicing and training our minds to look at what's going right rather than look at what's going wrong. Because yeah. I can guarantee every day that you live at the end of the day, if you sat down and wrote a list of all the things that went wrong in your day and all the things that went right, you know, both happen every day, but mm-hmm. it's, it's up to you to choose which ones you're going to look at. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and you know, yeah. go ahead, Erica. No, I was just, I was just thinking it's, it's so, I think we're conditioned to stay small. We are. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, what, what, if we stand up, somebody's going to whack us down. And this isn't like I had um, one, of, one of my listeners wrote this amazing comment and I was just blown away by it. And so I used it as an Instagram, well, my social media post, because it was just so profound and so moving to me. And I wrote, I am humbled and I'm honored because that's the, that's how I felt. It wasn't like, look at how amazing I am because that's not how I felt. It was like, wow, she sees what I'm trying to do. And I am so blown away by the divinity of that message. And the fact that she saw it, it has nothing to do with my ego. Mm. And that's, I think that's the difference is like people get confused between the celebration of the soul and the celebration of the ego. The ego is the stuff that doesn't matter. Mm, exactly. The focus on the joy, the, the bliss, the excitement of what your soul is expressing mm-hmm. is 
what needs to happen. It's not the, it's not the, well, I'm going to get in trouble if I say that this was amazing. Well, no, no, you're not. It's not an ego driven thing. Yeah. It's your soul shining. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what it is, Erica. Yeah. So we need to get out of our, definitely need to get out of our heads and into our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, as I said, more, I do see more and more people are awakening to this. Mm. Yeah. We are, we are evolving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if each person just takes responsibility for their part in it, it you know, it doesn't have to be mm. some big, great idea. It's Mm-mm. just learning to take responsibility responsibility for yourself and live life the best that you can that, you know it starts there mm-hmm. 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 <sighs> i want to keep talking but we're already over an hour so <laughs> okay <laughs> so so two two more things how can our audience download the Connection app and learn more about your mission online and on social media? Yeah, thanks so much. So you can uh, find us at theconnectionapp.com. So you can go there to download uh, the app as well. Um, you can go to Google Play or the App Store. If you want, uh, there's two apps. So you got to search for them both, the Connection app or the Connection app for couples. If you, uh, there's free programs in both. You can earn prizes and do all that stuff. You can practice. Uh, if you go to the paid version, one account is for both uh, apps so that, um, you know, you can keep keep using it. We are on social media, Instagram and Facebook at The Connection app. And uh, yeah, uh, you do all those things. Our, we are drawing our next vacation prize at the end of June. Uh, our uh, our March winners are are looking for. Uh, what they're going to do. They're planning their trip. And our first winners who uh, won the trip in December ended up going to an all-inclusive in Cancun for a week. Oh, nice. And they were all over the moon. So they actually just did that in April. Awesome. So we were excited that um, they did. They just, you know, and they, they'd never been to Mexico on an all-inclusive. So it was, uh, mm. you know, they loved it, had a blast. And uh, was, we we're so uh, grateful that they, um, that we could do that for them. So. Mm. I love it. I want to thank you both so much for coming on this show. I am so grateful to both of you for how you show up in the world and all the work you're doing. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. The action item of the week is you can either download the app or you can write up a list of five things that you can do to show up for yourself with more love and compassion than do them. Until next time, I wish you the highest peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go.